Welcome to the Steroids Podcast with your host, Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. Steroids Podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Guide to Roids, 109-page ebook by Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. Now, for the first time in bodybuilding history, you have someone with no corporate interests and no obligation to please anyone, not walking on eggshells to not offend. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the information, the whole information, the whole truth, not a full truth and a half-truth. Full truth. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the keys to the Lamborghini, gives you the information, and lets you decide what to do with it. It's a crime this information has been suppressed this long. Now let's get on with the podcast. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Steroids Podcast. If you guys want to get on the phone with me, talk with me, I do the one hour phone call consultations. That one's $59. Call over WhatsApp and we can talk about whatever you need to talk about. Cycle, side effects, etc. Uh, planning, diet, etc. And then if you want to join the WhatsApp text messaging program where you can text me every day, however many questions you need every day, and I'll always get back to all your questions within 24 hours or less. That's the WhatsApp text messaging group, daily text messaging, one month, $99. Again, you can ask me questions every day about anything you want. Uh, Diet, training, steroids, side effects, troubleshooting side effects, planning your cycles, help with your diet, your training, anything you need. Anything you need, I'm there for you guys. So that's that. If you guys... And uh, let let's get to the let's get to the first questions for today. But the first thing I want to do is I want to talk about something, and that is: Are you afraid of testosterone? Are you afraid of the male hormone? There is a strong fear that I've noticed from talking with many of you guys because because I do talk with many of you guys who do the phone calls with me, and. A lot of people really have a fear of testosterone and this has piled up now to the point where it's it's pervasive among the bodybuilding uh, community well a lot of it's mostly guys that aren't large um, and they have this fear of testosterone they don't want to take a lot of it and they're really worried about it's going to make them soft or something like it's going to make them this fat blimp or something like that, which is mind boggling to me. Um, so the male hormone isn't bad. You know, the natural male hormone isn't bad. Um, actually, if you want to be a big bodybuilder, there's nothing that will help you with that more potently. If you want to be, have big muscles, um, there is no compound that will help you um, as much as testosterone will. Um, and, and in dosages at a minimum of 1,000 milligrams per week, 1,000 milligrams per week and up. Um, that That is, you know, you want to be a, a big-ass jacked dude? Well, 
that's the basis for that. You, you know, I, I get all these guys, you know, they, they want to use all this other stuff and, and they want to keep the test low. They've read online that, you know, they should do low test, high trend, or they should do low test in general and test above one or two milliliters or three milliliters per week is pointless and it doesn't do anything. That, that's completely the opposite of the truth. Testosterone never becomes less potent as you go up in dosages. Up past 10,000 milligrams per week. And this has been studied. This has been studied in the golden era, in the 70s, in the 80s, at the University of California, San Diego, putting humans on up to 10,000 milligrams of testosterone per week. And the gains in muscle mass and strength are linear meaning that there is no curve as the dosage goes up all the way to 10,000 milligrams per week, okay? So it doesn't have any diminishing returns as you go up in the effect, okay? It's a straight line graph up. There are no diminishing returns to increasing the dosage of testosterone. The, the size of the bodybuilder, I've talked about this in the past, the size of the bodybuilder is heavily dependent on the testosterone dosage. If you want to get the characteristic effects, the stereotypical effects out of various uh, steroids, uh, Trenbolone, uh, Winstrol, Anivar, blah, 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 etc., Equipoise, you will have to use much higher dosages of those steroids in order to get those effects if your testosterone is low. If your testosterone in the same cycle is high, you will only have to use small dosages of those other steroids in order to get the stereotypical effects of those other steroids. If you want to be a big bodybuilder, if you want to be strong, if you want to be like a, a beast and, and you're thinking you need to keep the test low because you're afraid of water, <laughs> that's the main thing that I hear. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> if you keep the estrogen under control, it's fine. It's fine. And, and uh, it's like, it's like, what do they think is going to happen? They, they think like, oh, if I add too many milliliters of testosterone per week, I'm going to become, um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's going to be look like I placed water bags all over my body or like I'm wearing a giant jacket or like I'm the Michelin man or something like, like, no. That no, yeah, you're going to grow more muscle actually, and you're going to get a lot bigger and stronger, and it's going to be way more effective than any other um, substance that you could use, especially all those artificial steroids, those man-made alterations of testosterone. Your body knows exactly what to do with testosterone, and it makes you big. You take more testosterone, you get bigger. You take more testosterone, you get stronger. Um you take more testosterone, all the other artificial steroids work better. It's the natural hormone. Um, it makes me think, you know, there, there's propaganda, you know, it, it's the natural male hormone. Why are you scared of the natural male hormone? Why are you scared of what makes you a man? Why are you scared of testosterone, the thing that made you a man? It made you a man. When you were a fetus, you would have been a woman unless you had testosterone and that made you into a man. So why do you think that testosterone is some kind of bad thing? It's also what made you into a man when you're in puberty, okay? Having a lot of testosterone is a good thing. 
okay? It's not bad. It's not scary. It's not something you should avoid. It's not something you should really try to keep the dosage down because it's going to make you fat or it's going to make you uh, look like you, you, you're inside of a waterbed or something like, like that. Like, like I, it's just, it, boggles, it boggles my mind how pervasive this myth is. It's mind-boggling, mind-boggling. The fear, the fear of what makes you a man. The fear of testosterone, the hormone that made you a man, that this is something that should be limited. This is something that there's no use going up higher in dosages. This is something you should stay away from and use other things because that's going to, to me, it, it makes me think that it goes along with this whole feminized culture and, and this whole, uh, like, I want to be an aesthetic boy. I want to be a beautiful boy because that's what aesthetic means. I want to be a beautiful boy. Um, yeah, you know, you know, I don't want to have a powerful body. I don't want to have a powerful physique. I want to be a beautiful boy. Well, what the fuck? I, I mean, I can understand wanting to look good. I can understand wanting to look good, but just being like all focused on like beauty or something like, like you are a man. You are a man, right? Like, you know, that's girls that are really affect. Uh, you know, focused on being on being beautiful. There are. Uh, more important um, qualities in a man than looking beautiful. Uh, so if you hold that belief, and that doesn't even really have to do with the testosterone dosage, but I think that it just has to go with that culture. All these these aesthetic boys, you know, they don't want to be too big. They don't want to be watery. <laughs> and then they're like, and the natural male hormone that makes you a man is bad. Man is bad. Man is bad. Male hormone, bad. Natural hormone, bad. Take all this other shit. Man, that's why you're small. That's why you're small is because you, you can't get over that. You can't get over that and, and start using like more testosterone. It, it's, it's like, what, what do you think is going to happen? Do you, do you honestly think it's going to be like strapping water bags all over your body or something? Like thick water bags if you put the dosage up more. No, no. It's going to make you big and strong. Um, so so it it's come to my attention from, from talking to so many people um, and, and hearing their concerns about using testosterone and so many people wanting to use low testosterone and then so many people that want to be big jack guys. They want to look like bodybuilders being small, perpetually small and and not making the progress, not having the gains that they want to have. It's come to my attention that this is really a problem. And that, that's why I'm going to title this episode, you know, are you afraid of testosterone? Are you afraid of what makes you a man? Uh, do you want to avoid that and keep it the minimum possible? Man, you certainly don't. If you're interested in steroids, you certainly do not. You certainly want to use a lot of testosterone. And if you have estrogen problems, if you uh, find it hard to use high dosages of testosterone, because when you do that, you start getting uncontrollable estrogen problems. And you're like, damn, I got to use more than one tablet of Arimidex per day or more than one tablet of Aromacin per day. The answer is letrozole. That will solve all your problems. So you have to use letrozole if you're one of those people. Personally, I'm one of those people. And uh, letrozole solves all the problems. So... That's with testosterone. Um, let's get on to the questions. The first question of the day is from David. David asks, 
question for the podcast, Dan. I've listened to all your episodes for the podcast, and I don't remember if you've brought this up. What are your opinions on liver supports like Tudka or NAC uh, when doing any orals? Uh, he's doing Anadrol 50 for six and a half weeks. Um, they, they all do the same thing. Uh, milk thistle, um, N-acetylcysteine, NAC, or the, the name is like Turia solidistic acid or something, some big name like that. That's the Tudka. Uh, T-U-D-C-A. They all do the same thing, okay? So that your liver has a reservoir of uh, antitoxin in it to process chemicals. And that reservoir uh, possesses L-glutathione. It's a very potent antioxidant for neutralizing toxins, chemicals. And when you start taking liver toxic things, Tylenol, alcohol, oral steroids, which they aren't that oral toxic, by the way. You got to really abuse oral steroids to, to get liver toxicity. That is significant. Um, you know, these guys that think, you know, you got to use it only for four weeks. That's not how doctors use them, okay? Doctors use them for a minimum of three months, six months without stopping, you know, oral steroids. Um, and, and they do that in, in adults and children, okay? So this thing about, you know, four weeks or something, that's another one of these internet things. That's not the way that these uh, medications are used in medicine by doctors. That's just something that got repeated by bodybuilders a lot of times, and now people believe it, and they keep repeating it. They're, they're like parrots, you know. They, they've heard someone say something, and so now they say it too. And they've seen a lot of it said online over and over again, parroted, and so they say, how could so many people say this? It must be true. Well, that's... That's not how you find out whether or not something's true. Um, so so back, back to the, the liver supplements. Uh, they all do the same thing, which is uh, reloading the L-glutathione uh, storage reservoir in the liver. So after that reservoir gets uh, used up from using liver toxic chemicals, um, at that point... Uh, then the liver cells start taking on damage instead of using the glutathione to absorb the damage instead of the liver cells. So then you start getting raised liver uh, values, L liver enzyme values. It's good to take it. It's good to take it. It doesn't block the absorption of your oral steroid or something. There's some, there's some uh, questions or myths uh, about, you know, does it block the absorption of your oral steroids or make them less effective? The answer is no. Um, it does not do that. Um, it's, it's good to take one of those. I think it's a good thing to take. Um, personally, I take one. I didn't for a lot of years. Um, for most of my bodybuilding life, most of my steroid life, my roid life, I didn't use one. But, um, you know, now I do. In the last couple of years, I started taking it. It's a good thing to take. Um, but, the you know, if you ever do get, you know, severe liver toxicity or something, which... If you do, it's, it's not going to be, for the most part, from just taking steroids, oral steroids, unless you're really pushing it. And I mean, really pushing it just like basically a year straight or something, you know, with just a couple of breaks of a couple weeks or something like that. You're not giving your body any time off and it's for a long ass time and it's with big ass dosages. Um, then, then uh, you know... When, when you combine the oral steroids with stuff like Tylenol, which is highly liver toxic, or with uh, binge drinking, which is getting drunk, um, you know, really drunk, and, and doing that 
frequently while using oral steroids, uh, then you will push it over the edge. And that's when you will experience toxicity. And then uh, basically for your liver to make a recovery, you know, from having, it's always from those other factors being combined with it. And, and you need to stay off for about a month af after that happens. And, you know, the toxic, it's not like you're going to die. Okay. It's not like you're going to die, but in order to feel normal again and have the liver be back to hundred percent health again, you know, that's basically what it takes. Um, okay. So let's, let's get to the next question here. Uh, the next question is from Mitty. Hey, I have a question. If you would help me. I recently tested myself for testosterone and I got low tests. It's probably because I used the SARM LGD4033 in the past for like five weeks without doing a PCT. He says, I know I'm dumb as fuck. Now I also have some back acne that it's so hard to get rid of and I don't know if I should just go on TRT now or what. I plan to use PEDs in the future anyways, but I don't know how much will TRT worsen my acne. Yeah, uh, there's... You know, these SARM salesmen that sell the SARMs. So SARM, SARMs work. SARMs work, especially LDD, LGD 4033. That's the strongest SARM for muscle building. Um, and taking that in 15 to uh, 20 milligrams per day, you know, that'll get you the same anabolic effects, muscle building effects, as something like 500 milligrams of testosterone per week. So, yeah, it's pretty strong. Uh, it, it definitely works, you know, 300 to 500 milligrams of testosterone per week. I was being a little liberal there saying 500, probably more around 300. Um, it works, but, um, uh, it does shut down your natural testosterone production, just like a steroid. And it does have effects on your blood work that are negative, just like, uh, artificial steroids do. So these, uh, these SARMs peddlers peddling their SARMs, you know, they tell lies, they tell lies about, you know, it doesn't shut down your natural testosterone and it doesn't affect your blood work and it's healthier to use SARMs than it is to use steroids. No, that's not true. It's the opposite of the truth. That's a lie. Those SARMs peddlers are lying to you so that they can make their money peddling SARMs. All right. Um, I don't think that your acne is going to be bad on TRT. You know what? Most guys, when they get on testosterone, life gets better. And you realize, why would I ever want to live without this stuff? This makes everything I want to be happen better. You know, you want to be more powerful. You want to be more assertive. You want to have more energy. Uh, you you want to be less tired. Uh, you, you want to be a stronger, uh, more confident, more go-getter version of yourself. Well, testosterone will do that to you. Um, so basically as soon as you use it, like guys have a lot of guys say like, Oh, well, I'm just going to do one steroid cycle and I'm going to reach my natural limit and then I'm going to stop. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is such a, that is such a noob. I've never used steroids before mindset. That's not how it's going to be. That's not how it's going to be. Also, you're not going to turn into Ronnie Coleman overnight from taking a steroid cycle. Actually, you're not going to look like a bodybuilder either. Uh, it's going to take uh, long-term heavy, heavy roid usage to start looking like a bodybuilder, heavy hormone usage uh, over the long term. You know, this is not something where it's like you're a natural, you start taking steroids, and then three months later, it's like, wow, you look like you take steroids. You might look like you work out, you know, to the average person at that point, they might say like, wow, you, you look like you work out. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but but with the testosterone too, it's it's not like you know you're you're thinking like oh it's this big decision like to get on testosterone, this 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 uh, terrible male substance like the the women they just prescribe the female hormones the birth control like you know for acne or like anything you know but you know it's this big decision of like being so hard and you know such a bad thing and so evil you know if I if I decide to get on testosterone the evil male hormone it's so bad no. It's going to make your whole life better. Just get on the freaking testosterone. Once guys get on testosterone, once they start taking steroids, they never want to get off that shit. That shit makes your life better. It's freaking awesome. And you know what? If other people don't want to get on it, well, at least I'm glad that I got on it. You know, <laughs> I won't stop using this shit till the day I die. It, 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 man, it cures so much stuff too. You know, if, if only people could be less ignorant and less brainwashed about the effects of steroids you know it's it's like like if your like grandparents are like dying you know you could say like take some steroids man this will bring you back it'll make you strong again and it'll it'll make you gain lean mass again and it'll, it'll bring you back to normal you, you know it'll make your bones thicker and more dense uh like like fuck man it's just unbelievable, unbelievable, the uh, dis, the purposeful disinformation and propaganda surrounding these substances um, and, and making you feel like it's some kind of bad thing or some kind of like insane decision. But then they're like pushing, you know, female steroids, you know, birth control on people like just like freaking take this shit, take it, just just throwing it at you, throwing it at you throwing those female steroids at those girls throwing them at them just use it for anything if you have any problem at all take female steroids next question is from tobias hi it starts with the fact that i love the podcast listen to it every day at work i'm from sweden the boring country where you cannot take care of yourself i have some previous cures behind me cycles behind me but now during the winter when you have very thick clothes on i thought i'd like to get a little more thoughts on the cycle and suggestions okay cool it looks like he's got a good cycle going here he says uh 20 milligrams super draw per day split tw 10 milligrams in the morning and 10 milligrams at lunch 50 milligrams anadrol per day split 25 milligrams at lunch and 25 in the evening 750 milligrams of testosterone enanthate every five days. So that's something like 850 or so milligrams of testosterone a week. And 400 milligrams DECA every five days. So like 500 milligrams a week. Together with Pfizer genotropin 4 IUs per day. That's human growth hormone injection pen made by Pfizer. Swedish Viking. Okay, yeah, that's a great cycle. Yeah, um, the anadrol and superdrol combination together is very good, very very powerful. Um, and anadrol, you know, you guys stacking oral steroids is very good. Some people are worried about that again. You're like, should I take stack oral steroids? Yeah, if you want to get major results, you should stack oral steroids. Those things freaking work, and you stack them, and it's just like, damn, now you're becoming a machine, some kind of muscle machine. Um, he's, he's doing enough testosterone, you know, he's doing almost a thousand milligrams of testosterone and, and DECA and you know what DECA is similar. It's the only other steroid that is similar to testosterone in that you can take more and more and more 
and you can keep uh, it, it, it. It's like if you don't want to use testosterone for some reason, if you don't want to use testosterone, you're like, I'm not going to use testosterone. You can use DECA instead. And that can be the ster- that can be the steroid that you you know you use a ton of, and it can also get you really really big, but you've either got to use testosterone or Deca, and the other one that you could use is Dball. And if you don't use one of those three steroids and use a lot of it, then you'll you'll never really get big. You you just you just never will. Um using all this other stuff it you've got to have that you know so deca testosterone and d-ball you know if you absolutely can't use testosterone then you got to pick one of those other two to be relying on to get big um in high dosages uh but yeah yeah you've got you got testosterone deca superdrol anadrol with pfizer genotropin great eat as much as you can on that cycle uh the genotropin you won't gain fat uh four ius a day split that Split that so two IU injection twice per day, uh, once before bed, once again in the morning, or if you wake up to go pee in the night, take it then. Um, two IU injection each time, and uh, and and you can eat as much as you want, and and you won't gain fat when you're taking the growth hormone uh, with the steroids. With the steroids that you're taking, Anadrol and Superdrol, they have a very high carbohydrate partitioning effect, so. The more rice, the more bread, the more potatoes, the more beans that you eat, starch carbohydrates, the more oat, oatmeal that you eat, uh, the, this bigger and stronger you will get uh, directly proportionally. And when you, you have those steroids in there like that and you have the growth hormone, there really is no limit to it. it it's however much you fit into your stomach each day is however much strength and size you will gain from that cycle so it's a very good cycle very effective cycle tobias swedish viking um great planning great planning and and yeah i think i think what you're planning is a good idea it sounds like the you know what it sounds like a similar kind of cycle to what i would take yeah he, he knows what he's doing um yeah so some of these guys that are wondering, you know, well, well, what cycle do you have to take? Because they they just, you know, that a lot of guys have these questions, you know, or they think it's crazy to take all this stuff or something like that. Well, newsflash, man, the basis of bodybuilding is hormones. So all the other stuff is less important than the hormones. That's the foundation, the foundation of bodybuilding, of powerlifting, etc., is the hormones. Then comes the diet, then comes the training. Well, for bodybuilding, then comes the diet, and, and, then, and then comes the training. I, I, would, I wouldn't say that so strongly like that with powerlifting. Um, okay, next question from Nelson. Uh, I am debating trying trenbolone acetate. I'm curious to, if starting with 200 milligrams a week of tren with 750 milligrams of test C would be a good base. Is 200 milligrams enough to see significant gains? And are the side effects mildish with that dosage? Yeah. So, so if you wanted, usually trenbolone is dosed at, uh, acetate is dosed at 100 milligrams per milliliter. So if you used, um, three times a week, like if you used it Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 75 milligrams, so three quarters of a milliliter, um, then you would end up with 225 milligrams of trend per week, which would be an easy way to dose it. It'd be convenient. 
and uh, uh, it, it would be enough to to get the uh, to feel it. A- absolutely, absolutely. Um, and the sides would be mildish. You, you'll most likely need to use cabergolin every every once in a while. Some people, you know, some people maybe one out of one out of seven guys, one out of ten guys. They don't need to use cabergolin uh, with Trembolone. They're not sensitive to prolactin, which is unusual. It's very much not the norm, but it does happen. It does happen. Um, so if you wanted to try Trembolone acetate, I would advise to have the cabergolin on hand uh, so that you don't, you know, end up, uh, since you probably will need it, uh, and if you don't have it, then you'll end up uh, chemically castrated until you do have it. And... Um, you won't, you won't, you won't enjoy that. Uh, so the 750 milligrams test is a good base. Yes. And the side effects that you get, mm, if, as long as you have the cabergolin, they won't be severe. They won't be severe. Um, you know, trend gyno is, is prolactin based gyno and it must have cabergolin to get rid of it. You know, uh, your, your Nolvidex, your Eximestane, Letrozole won't work unless you first have the prerequisite of having the Cabergol in, the, in there if you get trend gyno, which is a, a deep gyno, a deep, painful um, gyno that feels much different than estrogen gyno. Um, and, uh, you, you know, you probably won't notice much of, as long as you got the Cabergol going, you're going to have more energy on the trend. You're going to be training more like an animal. Uh, you're going to be more aggressive. You're going to be um, less socially pleasant, I, I could say. Um, very assertive. Um, it definitely affects your brain at any dosage. But nothing's going to be in your face, out of control at all. It's not like it's going to be you're taking recreational drugs and you're out of control, you're insane, or something like that. You're, you're still going to be totally in control. It'll just be like there's a little devil shitting on your shoulder, whispering in your ear a little bit. Next question from little Ricky. Hey, is it possible to use oral testosterone pills as a replacement to HCG? Was wondering if I should use oral test pills during my PCT along with Clomid and Olvidex. About 12-week test deca cycle with the test pills afterwards looking to come off with minimal side effects. Yeah, I think what he's talking about is the the pills there... Uh, they're testosterone un, undecanoate, undecanoate pills, uh, which absorb through the lymphatic system to, to make their, their uh, active life a little bit longer because testosterone pills are eliminated from the body within hours. And, and actually, uh, these, these pills, they're sold, they're sold in a lot of pharmacies around the world, uh, the testosterone undecanoate pills. Um, they they do have a little bit of a slower um, met, metabolism rate where they stay in the blood for longer, but you still have to take them at least three times per day in order to have them affect you all day. Um, and, and you have to take it at big dosages, like three, 400 milligrams each dosage uh, to make it work. So they're very impractical and, uh, and that's you know, each dosage per day, three, 400 milligrams. And you have to take it like three or four times a day, um, in order to get a decent amount into your bloodstream. So it does absorb uh, a special way other, uh, where it goes into the lymphatic system, but, um, practically it doesn't work very good. It still does not work good. It does not work the way it, it, uh, it would be desired to work. 
And especially you shouldn't use that on a PCT because that will directly compete with your PCT. Uh, you're, when you have those artificial hormones going into your body like that, that gives your brain a signal uh, not to create its own natural chemicals. So that's, you know, HCG goes to your testicles and directly tells them, turn on, make sperm, make testosterone. And then your testicles start making testosterone and sperm. Uh, but if you take uh, testosterone pills, injections, whatever, um, that's going to put those hormones in your body artificially and send a signal to your balls. Uh, well, it cuts off the signal from your brain that would, uh, would go to your balls and say make testosterone and sperm. So that would be counterproductive on your PCT. It would keep you shut down to take the testosterone pills uh, so I recommend not doing that. Okay, the next question is from Quality of Life. He asks, thinking of ways to get more tests into my body per week, but not have to inject so much oil on a bulk. Would it be worth it to mix test and decanoate as a big shot once a month alongside daily or every day, other day shots of test probe? This is, of course, with things like DECA, Equipoison, Oral. Well... If you if you're looking to not inject so much oil on a bulk, the test probe would probably be out because the the test probe that's a lot of injections. That's a lot of oil. You know, for one milliliter of oil, you're usually going to get a hundred milligrams of hormone. But with the uh, with a normal test enanthate or a sustenon or a testcipionate, for every milliliter of oil, you're going to get two hundred fifty milligrams of testosterone hormone. So as far as uh, like bulk of oil. Um, going into your body uh, from injections, uh, using the test probe would be out and you'd want to load up on the longer ester uh, steroids, which are more potent per milliliter of hormone. Um, combining test probe with uh, long-acting steroids works really good, though. Um, that's that's a nice to, to run like 500 milligrams or 750 milligrams of test with a base uh, as a base and, and, you know, shoot that once a week or twice a week. Um, and then, uh, doing the propionate, um, every other day or every other, or every day, hundred milligrams or something on top of that. Yeah, that works really good. And it has, it has a nice effect because propionate feels different than the long acting steroids. Taking undecanoate once per month as a big shot. I wouldn't recommend that. Um, it does work. It does work, but um, it's a bit uncomfortable. Uh, I would recommend more like taking uh, it once every two weeks if you want to do undecking weight um, in the most comfortable way possible because that shit just sticks in your system forever. So you kind of like lose control of how much is in your system. And, you know, you still got it releasing some stuff two months later, etc. Because uh, it, do it doesn't all go out in one month and... Um, having really sustained high level testosterone for a long period of time with no fluctuation in the milligrams going into your body. You know, it's just a straight line rather than with an anthe and cypionate even it's still, you know, going up and down. Um, uh, it, it, the body has some adaptive mechanisms to it where, where I don't, it's, it's not as comfortable. Okay. Ye you can use undecanoate, but use it for a specific purpose. Like, you know, you're you're going away and you want to have testosterone and you're not going to take testosterone where you're going for a month or something like that. But 
using it and doing large injections with it, um, you, you know, like thousands of milligrams, um, and doing that for cycles, I, I would avoid that if I, if I was you, um, yeah. Okay. Next question is from Keith. I have to say, it's pretty awesome to hear my question on a podcast. Found a few places to get injectables. Um, where is the best place to inject in your butt, in your leg, into the muscle you're working? Read a lot of different places. Also, do you mix all together in one or two shots? Sounds dumb, but a closed mouth don't get feed. I've just started your book, Ultimate Guide to Roids. Very interesting. Thanks. Have a good day. Okay. Yeah, that was a little hard to understand, but let, let's let's go to the first part. Um, where's the best place to, to do an injection? Around your hips. If you guys want help uh, finding injection sites, go to spotinjections.com. And they show you how to do intramuscular injections and muscles all over the body there. But uh, doing injections around your hips is the easiest. The glutes, um, you know, the rear glute, and then the ventral glute, which is the shoulder of the leg. It's one inch down from your, your hip bone on your side. You'll feel it if you raise your, your leg out to the side. You'll feel it flex if you press in there. Um, the same way that you'd feel your shoulder flex if you uh, raised your arm out to the side. You'll also feel that um, on your leg, the shoulder of your leg, which is the ventral glute uh, flex. In that same situation, moving your leg out to the side, um, that is a very good injection spot. Um, definitely preferred. And then and then the, the hip flexor in the front, uh, which is just uh, just below the front of the hip bone, uh, is also a good one. So if you have the glute, the ventral glute, and the hip flexor, well, then you've got three spots on each side, which is six injection sites, which even if you're doing everyday injections, you know, that's pretty much just once a week um, taking uh, uh, an injection in one site. And avoiding scar tissue, that's pretty much... Scar tissue is pretty annoying because it can cause um, tightness in your muscles, you know, if you get that injecting the same spot over and over again, which then causes like chronic pain down the line because there's tightness in the muscles, which is pulling on tendons, etc. Um, because you got that scar tissue, which then you got to spend a lot of time breaking up, doing a you know deep tissue massage, rolling around on a hard ball on the ground with your weight on top of it, uh, etc. to break the uh, adhesions, the scar tissue between the fibers to get rid of that um, uh, chronic pain that can develop from that. Um, so I, I definitely do recommend you know rotating injection sites. Um, I used to do my legs a lot, you know, I used to, I used to do my quads a lot, but, um, you know, that's where I had my, my infection happen was, uh, you know, in my quads and also over time, uh, the quads, they don't really respond to the injections very well. They don't like it. You know, they, they have more of a, uh, tendency to have scar tissue than other places. They have more of a tendency to bleed than other places um, to, to hit weird feeling things inside, um, to kind of have lumps, um, that can kind of stick around lumps from doing quad injections. Uh, I, I don't do quad injections anymore. Uh, after I had my leg infection, you know, I, I don't give myself any more quad injections. It was my preferred place before then. Now for me, it's just around the hips. People can do shoulders too. 
Um, people do biceps for sight enhancement. Wherever you inject the steroid will get sight enhancement over time. If you, you know, inject it into that spot a lot, you know, as that builds up over the years, it can be, you know, hundreds of times that you've given yourself an injection in that spot and it will grow, um, as a, um, spot enhancement or sight enhancement from doing that Mo mostly because you're creating scar tissue inside of that place and the scar tissue has volume and if it's inside of the muscle it appears as if it's muscle um uh so it makes it bigger um but but now now yeah i just i just use around the hips and that's definitely the most desired for me some people try to give themselves calf injections which i think is funny because then they always end up not being able to walk afterwards the calves get really sore if you give them an injection um so would recommend against that um oh okay keith also asked can you mix the steroids together in one shot or do, does each one need to be separate yeah it's standard practice to when you take steroids to mix the different types of steroids that you're injecting into one syringe and then inject it mixed together like that it's you don't need to do one in, like so say you're taking test um uh masteron and trenbolone uh and you're, you're going to take uh those three hormones today and you need to take a shot um it's standard practice to draw the trenbolone the masteron and the uh testosterone all into one syringe mix the three steroids inside the one syringe and do a single shot. You don't need to um, inject one steroid at a time. They can absolutely be mixed, and that's the standard way to do it. It would be odd to keep them separated for injection, and there's really no reason to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, so you can definitely mix them. Okay, this is a funny name. Anus asks, what does it feel like to train on growth hormone? Well, it's more painful. Uh, growth hormone um, makes you produce more lactic acid and the training stings more. Um, it, it definitely stings more. Uh, so training on growth hormone causes more pain. Um, you get a bigger pump training on growth hormone. Uh, it can be used uh, pre-workout and, and helps you get a pump. But I, I recommend using it post-workout. I, I don't use it pre-workout myself. I, I, the way that I take growth hormone is, is I take it before I go to sleep. Um, and then when I wake up in the morning, I take it again immediately. And then I, uh, I don't eat for a while. And, uh, and I usually do some low-intensity cardio because the growth hormone, uh, when you're fasted, it, it causes uh, lipids from the blood, uh, from, from the fat cells to be released in the bloodstream. And then you can burn them up. Um, so that's why I do that. Um, but, but I used to take it, uh, pre-workout and I liked that. It doesn't have like a really crazy, uh, effect taking it, taking it pre-workout. It's a recovery hormone. Uh, you should, so, so it should be used for recovery. Um, it's also a fat burning hormone. Uh, so I think that taking it before bed or taking it post-workout, you know, immediately when you're done training, yeah, um, Getting a good pump is good, um, but I don't think that people should always try to make everything be all about getting a good pump. You know, like, like if you're taking steroids, you know, and you want to take that pre-workout, take that pre-workout. You know, I, I, I think growth hormone should really be used as a recovery drug. That, that's what it does. 
However, it will give you a pump if you take it uh, pre-workout. But you know, a pump isn't everything, guys. You know, you want to – all the different hormones should be used different ways, all the different substances to optimize them. And using growth hormone pre-workout is not really an optimal way to use it. It's a recovery hormone. Um, again, yeah, it hurts to train on growth hormone. There's more stinging. Um, if you – if Sometimes on growth hormone, um, you, you know, you get water retention on growth hormone um, and not, not a ton, not a ton on pharmaceutical, um, but it's definitely there. And when you're walking around, even like your ankles and your feet will get more of like a burning sensation on them or it'll feel like your ankles are locking up a bit. Um, People can get that in their hands too, or their fingers, where it feels like a delayed effect when they, you know, command their hand to close, and it's kind of like stuck there, um, and then it closes, you know, like a, a half second after they mentally commanded their hand to close or something like that into a fist, etc. Uh, it, it it does some weird stuff like that. Um, for guys that are worrying about getting a, a gut from growth hormone, that doesn't happen um, at dosages. Um, lower than five IUs, you know, it doesn't happen. Okay. Five IUs are lower, you know, it doesn't happen lower than like eight to 10 IUs. Okay. Unless growth, if you're worried about getting, getting a growth hormone gut, okay. That's when you take insulin and growth hormone together. That's when you combine insulin and growth hormone. So for guy, for guys that are saying like, Oh, I don't want to get a GH gut. You know, I don't want to take growth hormone that growth hormone won't do that to you. Um, you know, if you're using like 15, 20 IUs a day and, and you're doing that for a long time, you know, like years. Okay. Okay. Now you're talking like it could have some effect like that, but, um, normal growth hormone use won't do that unless you take insulin with it. Um, when you, when, if you're worried about the gut growth hormone gut, don't take the insulin. Okay. Then the next question is from Beckworth. He asks, when running orals, does timing the oral intake affect the results or training intensity? This, this is a good question. The important thing to remember with taking orals is that taking it once every 24 hours is, is good. That's what you need to do. You can do other things where you take them at le less intervals to optimize it. But the results that you'll get from optimizing it won't be that much different from just taking it once every 24 hours. That's the big picture is taking it once every 24 hours. Now, if you want to get into the minutiae, the details that don't have much effect, but they have a little bit of an effect and they optimize things. Now you can get into, you know, when you're taking them. So a good, a good time to take them is, is when you eat. Um, or taking them, you know, twice a day. So, cause usually they have an active life of something like 12 hours. So if you take them twice a day then they're active in your uh, body all, all the time, you've always got some active in your body all the time. But remember that the way that steroids do their effects is by communicating with the DNA in your cell and emphasizing the masculine side of the DNA in your cells. Um, so that, that's why taking it once every 24 hours is the big picture because it doesn't even matter if it's not active in your body any, anymore. You know, after 12 hours, it's still having that effect in your DNA because it, it's already sent its message. And as long as you send that message about once every 24 hours, it's, it stays there, you know, doing its thing 24 hours a day. Uh, but there is something to be said for actually having um, 
tablets in your blood like at a, at a certain time. For example, if you take 100 milligrams of D-ball in one hit, you will feel that one hour later. Uh, you will feel it in your face. You will feel the heat in your face, um, et, et cetera. Um, so yeah, it, it can help. Usually to get, to get um, usually the, the effects of taking them pre-workout, they're not that significant. Um, but it, and if you do want to get really extreme pre-workout effects from steroids, you really have to take a, a big ass dosage, like, uh, you know, three tablets, Anadrol, or, or like I was saying, 50 to hundred milligrams of D ball and just bombing it, you know, two hours or something or an hour before your workout and then you'll feel it, but it still won't be some kind of crazy shit or whatever. Uh, it, it will have an effect and you'll feel it. You'll notice it con consciously, but it won't be the difference between it, it's not like you're going to go in there and lift, uh, 25 pounds more, um, than your max last workout, um, on every exercise because you did that. That's not the way it works. Um, so, so that, that's what I mean about, uh, you know, the, the big picture versus the small details, uh, with that. Uh, how do I take oral steroids? I, I take them, I take them with meals. I, I, I want to have them peaking, uh, when my energy from my food is peaking. That makes sense. Ray asks, Hey Dan, love the show. Anyway, I've been taking 150 milligrams of trend every day along with 150 milligrams testosterone probe and 150 milligrams Mastron probe every day. For the, for the last month, I've been using a little bit of ephedrine for two weeks after being off of it for a month and a half. I've noticed my eyes are getting yellow, a sign of jaundice. I feel fine, nothing wrong with my appetite or anything, but my eyes are scaring the shit out of me. In the meantime, while I've stopped taking everything until they clear up. If I'm taking too much, is my gear bunk or am I just not meant to be a bodybuilder? Please help. <laughs> I, I've heard other guys say this to me too. You know, Am I just not meant to be a bodybuilder? Um, so it's a lot, it's a lot of trend. It's a thousand milligrams of trend, uh, a thousand milligrams of master on thousand milligrams of propionate. It's a big cycle. Um, is it too much? Well, if you're having negative effects to it, then, then yes, trend is usually not liver toxic. Taking it at really high dosages, it can be, it can be. Uh, taking it at low dosages, uh, 500 milligrams and below, no, it doesn't really have liver toxicity effects. But it, in some individuals, it, it does have liver toxicity effects in the 700 milligram to 1,000 milligram range. So that that could be going on. Um, you, you know, it's it's a good thing you, you know you're you stop taking stuff because your eyes started freaking uh, freaking you out. You know, if you're noticing physical symptoms like that, um, that it, it's good to follow your instincts and to stop taking them. Um, um, another another thing, you know, people will get eye effects sometimes from orals. You know, they'll get um, bloodshot eyes or red eyes or eyes that are tearing a lot, and they're they're saying, you know, why is this going on? Um, and and, you know, then go off the orals and, and then it gets better after a, a week or two. And um, so that that's what you did here with the Trenbolone. You were noticing something was wrong. Um, 
You know, Masteron is is pretty strong too. You know that that may uh, the testosterone was not causing you a problem, but the Masteron and Trenbolone combination, a thousand milligrams each of those, it 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 looks like that was causing the, uh, a problem for you, um, a toxicity problem, and um, that was good good idea to to take it out and wait for it to go away. Um, you know, you'll probably have to wait after it goes away. You'll probably need to wait about a month um, for your body to. Um, that's about how long it takes for organs, if they've been stressed, um, to return back to normal, um, to make a, a full recovery. And then you can get back to normal. They need about a month off. Okay, next question is from Ryan. He asks, hey, Dan, my wife is cool with me taking roids but keeps asking why they're illegal in the U.S., and I don't have a solid answer. Can you help me with this? Thank you. Love the podcast. Yeah, you know, believe it or not, Joe Biden made them illegal. So Joe Biden um, made the Anabolic Steroid Control Act in 1990, which made them um, a a controlled substance. And then um, Congress was thinking about, you know, adding them to the controlled substances list. And um, they had a bunch of doctors come in and and say, you know, these are not addictive psychotropic drugs and, and they shouldn't be illegal. Um, but then the, the Congress just voted anyways, you know, make them illegal. <laughs> they just completely went against what all the doctors said and everything. You know, it's an illegal law, you know. They, they you know, if, if, if you cut your testicles off and you held them in your hand, you would be holding an illegal controlled substance drug. You know, that's an illegal drug. They made the male hormone illegal. The natural male hormone, um, testosterone, is an illegal controlled substance. I think that says a lot. I think that says a lot. And them going against uh, the advice of their advisors and doctors and then the corrupt government um, and, you know, et cetera, Joe Biden, the one who wrote the goddamn law, um, you know, making it uh, an illegal an illegal drug in America— uh, I think it says a lot, you know, and, and to make it so that, you know, what your testos, what your testicles produce naturally is bad. It's an illegal drug. Um, it's an illegal drug. You know what your testicles, your balls, they produce an illegal drug um, that, you, you know, that that's completely bullshit. Um, and that's very politically motivated. So, um you know what? That that's completely that's completely unconstitutional. That's completely a bunch of shit. That's completely an infringement on your freedom. That's very tyrannical, and um, you know it's not right. And then and then on the other hand, you know they um, just push female steroids on them. Just just throwing them at them. Just take these fucking steroids. You know the birth control pills, uh, shots, whatever. You know always trying to get females to take steroids uh, and birth control. And uh, you know what? Testosterone does stuff. They put shit in the water to, to make you have low testosterone um, when you shower in it, when you drink it, etc. And uh, they don't want you having those male hormones. They want you to be calm. They want you to be willing to be run over. They want you to not be uh, aggressive and strong and masculine. There's an anti-male agenda in Western society. They don't want you on testosterone. They don't want strong men 
that stand up to them, um, that stand up to tyranny. <laughs> it's, it's very evil. Um, next question. Trend only blaster asks, I heard you recommend T3 dosage at 25 micrograms, but I heard people say you produce 25 micrograms naturally. So they recommend taking 50 micrograms while others say, start with 25 micrograms and go up gradually. Which one is correct? Well, different people have different sensitivities to T3. So T3 is a very powerful supplement. It affects every cell in your body and increases the, um, increases the metabolism of, of, of energy in every cell in your body. So it increases your metabolism a lot. Uh, it also increases your need for oxygen. So you'll, you'll be, uh, you'll, you'll feel out of breath a lot on the, uh, on the th thyroid, the T3, it, it, it affects your heart rate. So you'll, you'll feel your heart beating differently. Um, it's a very systemic drug that affects your whole body and different people have different sensitivities to it. Some people will take 25 micrograms and they won't feel much. Uh, most, most will though. Most will. Um, some people will take, um, 12.5 milligrams and, and, you know, they'll, they'll get a, a, an effect from that. Um, and, uh, that, that's why I say, you know, 25 micrograms can be very strong for, for a lot of people. Um, 50 micrograms, uh, you, you know, uh, if you're a sensitive person to it, that will be out of this world strong. It'll give you major anxiety major, major, uh, heartbeat issues and stuff. Um, it's a very stimulating, uh, hormone thyroid is very systemic, full body effects. Um, and, and also it's more powerful than your steroids are. So taking 50 micrograms of T3, you could neutralize it, any muscle building effects that you were having, you know, from taking a bunch of steroids just with that, it, it will definitely overpower your steroids. Um, because it's a catabolic hormone. It, it uses up energy. It breaks down tissue. Um, and then, and then the steroids, they build up tissue. <laughs> uh, it, it, it definitely saps your strength, et cetera. That's why I recommend the, you know, if people want to use thyroid hormone, if they got to use T3, um, use it at a low dosage as low as possible and, you know, work up for you. But this is not something that if you're trying to be a, a buff guy, a strong guy, a bodybuilder, this is not something that's going to be good to be pressing the dosage up with this. And it's going to be very uncomfortable too. And it could give you a lot of anxiety, especially with that. It, it has a direct effect on your heart rhythm. So you'll feel it, you'll feel it in your heart and it, it can give you quite a lot of anxiety. Okay. Next question. This is the last question for the day. Anthony asks, Hey Dan, the bodybuilder from Thailand, what are your thoughts about trend on a bulking cycle? I'll be doing 1,000 milligrams testosterone, 500 DECA, 500 equipoise, and 50 D-ball a day. And I was thinking about throwing in trend to take it to the next level. Thanks in advance. That sounds like a good cycle. 1,000 test, 500 DECA, 500 EQ, and 50 D-ball. Yeah, he's going to get major strength gains and, uh, and mass gains on that cycle. Uh, 2,000 milligrams of... Uh, injectable anabolics and then uh 50 milligrams of d-ball per day so 350 d-ball per day yeah i you know i think that's going to be really good and and you could probably just go with that for the first uh six weeks and then uh after six weeks drop out the d-ball and uh run the trend uh in replacement of the d-ball and do that 
you know, the 50 milligrams per day of D-ball is, uh, is 350 milligrams of D-ball uh, per week. So you could just uh, replace that with 100 milligrams of Trenbolone uh, every other day, which would be uh, 350 milligrams of Trenbolone per week. And and uh, then at the end of that cycle, at the end of that bulking cycle, you'll, yo, Tren is good for bulking. Tren is good for bulking. It's a very multi-purpose hormone. Uh, it's good for cutting. It's good for bulking. It builds very real, uh, very solid tissue muscle and strength, um, which always translates. Strength always increasing of strength on cycle always in- translates to increased muscle tissue on your body. Uh, very real muscle. So the trenbolone is not a bloater at all. It produces really real muscle fiber tissue, and it's a good bulker. Um, I think that your your cycle that you had going uh, already the the testeca equipoise D ball at the beginning it's it's fine to make a lot of gains on. That's why I wasn't saying to add it to it at the same time. But you know, then after your D ball is over, then you can keep the gains you know going really good or or even better. You know, adding the trend um, after that and you should get really amazing results on that cycle. If you would like your questions to be answered on the steroids podcast, go to steroidspodcast.com and leave a comment with your questions or email or private message steroidspodcast at gmail.com or steroidspodcast on Instagram until next time.